amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Getting a divorce, even thinking about getting a divorce, can be overwhelming, scary, and sometimes exciting. Join divorce coach and mediator Mandy Walker for conversations about divorce. The more you know, the easier it will be to make your divorce healthier, less stressful, and to put it behind you. Here's Mandy. Welcome to Conversations About Divorce. I'm Mandy Walker, and today we're talking about guilt. Now, I also have a fabulous new service called Divorce Force that I'll be sharing with you at the end of the show, so be sure to stick around. For the person who makes the decision to end the marriage, that decision often comes with an overdose of guilt. They might feel guilty about not being able to keep their wedding vows. They may feel guilty for hurting their spouse. They feel guilty about the pain they're causing their children. And it's not just the decider who experiences guilt. The other spouse may also feel guilt for actions they did or didn't take. And I think it's fair to say that in most divorces, one or both spouses feel some guilt. But what exactly is guilt? Where does it come from? And can we make it go away? Joining me today is Chicago-based divorce advisor and attorney, Karen Covey. Welcome, Karen. Thank you. It's great to be here. So I think that most of us understand that feeling guilty is feeling upset about the way you've treated someone. It's about admitting that you did something wrong. But Karen, you like to emphasize that um Feeling guilty doesn't make you a bad person. Exactly. There's a difference between guilt and shame. And, you know, feeling guilty actually, um, in a way, it's kind of a good thing because if you didn't feel guilty, if you didn't, you know, if you had no remorse about things that you did that might be bad or wrong, I mean, you'd be very cold. You'd, you'd probably be a psychopath or a sociopath. Right. But... You know, so it's 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 good to have a certain amount of the feelings, but uh, of the feeling of guilt. But it's what you do with that, and when you allow that guilt to turn into shame, and you you switch the conversation from "I made a bad choice" or "a bad decision" um, to "I am a bad person," and I'm wrong or I'm I'm bad because I'm getting a divorce, and I just don't think. For A, I don't think that's very helpful, and B, I don't happen to think that it's true. Right. I'm with you on that. I think it, it that's a, a really important distinction to make, and I'm glad, glad you've made it so early in our conversation that when we – and guilt is one of those ne- – what people often call negative emotions or what I would rather call a hard emotion is that those emotions that we, that make us feel bad about ourselves – like anger and grief and jealousy, we're often not taught how to handle those emotions and we're not taught to re- uh, recognize them, that they have importance and value. And our tendency is to shy away from them and try and stuff them away. 
Exactly. And the problem with stuffing them away is, of course, as you know, that they, they tend to come out sideways. You know, you, you think you're stuffing it away and then, you know, at some point in the future, you, the guilt comes out in another form and it's usually stronger and worse than if you had just dealt with how you feel in the moment. So it's, it's not something that you can, you can stuff down. So um, let's, I've come to recognize guilt as being a sign that one of your values is being compromised where you're treating somebody else in a way that you wouldn't want yourself to be treated. So you may, for example, feel guilty about ending your marriage because it means breaking your marriage vows. And you feel guilty about that because you have always valued integrity or that you have always valued your faith. And so deciding to end your marriage is just in conflict with those values. Right. Um, and the, the problem is that I see is that often our values themselves are in conflict. I mean, human beings are really complicated creatures and you may have one value and, and you get your values from society. So when, when you're very young or from your parents, your family of origin, so you may have one value that says, I value love. I value keeping my word. I want to find the person who I am in love with, get married, and live happily ever after. And when I commit to that person, I'm, I'm all in. But then you also value finding, you know, being in love, having a good marriage, having a good, you know, a good life, and creating a really good, uh, stable foundation for your own children and your own family. Well, it, so it may turn out that the person that you were in love with and you thought you were making a good decision to marry turns out to not be the person that you thought or the person that's right for you. There can be situations of where your, your spouse becomes abusive or has a substance abuse problem. Um, and all of a sudden you're in a situation that's not healthy for you, that's not healthy for your children. So even though you value the vows that you made and the, you know, the commitment that you made, at the same time, you can see what it's doing to you and to your kids. And then you're caught in a conflict of your own values. So you feel guilty. You feel guilty if you go, you feel guilty if you stay. Right. And I think um, you made a, comment too about the values often come from our childhood and I've come across a lot of clients who've not done any recent work on their values and when I ask them what their values are it's hard for them to articulate so then we start working through really identifying them and drilling down to understand where they came from and sometimes in that process the values that they thought that they that were like their ten top core values, they those shift, those change. So that may be a way of addressing some of the the guilt that you're feeling is to to reassess your values and where they came from and to see if they are still values that in your older self, the the self that you've grown to be, if those are still the values that you embrace. I think that's so, I mean, that, that's just right on the money because what served you when you were younger may not serve you at all when you're older. And so many times we get these values when we are very young and then we accept them without question. 
And even though our lives change and we change and our views of the world change, we still accept the same values just because, because we've always had them. And we don't ever take the time to look at them and examine them and say, is this really still what I believe and why? Right. And, you know, sometimes, I mean, not that going through a divorce is ever good or ever anything that anyone wants to do. I mean, no one's jumping down, up and down for joy about going through a divorce. But it does give you an opportunity to look at some things in your life that you might not have thought about for, for a long, long time. You know, so you can, it's an opportunity to examine what you believe, examine your values and grow. Yeah. So I think that it, it's it is really helpful to reassess your values, but to, and to know what is truly important to you. Bigger picture, Karen. Do you think that you can ever make the guilt go away completely? Is that possible? You know, I don't know, but I think that in time and with some perspective. Um, you can go back and you can get, you can come to a place, hopefully, of acceptance and peace and acceptance of yourself. I think that if, as long as you're making the best decision that you can based on the information that you have, you've got to give yourself a break and be kind to yourself. And you may still be guilty, feel guilty for the effect that your decision has on other people, the effect that it has on your kids and even on your spouse because you, you may not want to hurt your spouse either. But at some point you've got to say, you know what, I did the best I could and let it go. So is it possible to completely let go of the guilt? I don't know if you get rid of it 100%, but even 99% um, is pretty good. Right. So, um, and so overcoming guilt, there's a, it sounds like there's a large portion of forgiveness in there. But, and maybe we can also talk about how, what, what role does unrealistic expectations play to start with? Because I think, you know, one of the ones that I struggle with is the expectation that marriage is forever. I think that when most people take their wedding vows and they make this commitment, they are truly committed to it at the time. But subsequent events create hardship and adversity that nobody could have foreseen. And that's when staying in the marriage becomes an unrealistic expectation. I agree. I agree completely. And I, I think you know, I, I really do believe that most people go into marriage believing that it's going to be forever. I mean, they really, they're making a commitment and they intend to keep it. They truly do. But when things happen and, you know, people change, circumstances are, are different than what you thought, um, then, yeah, you've, you've got this set of expectations. Marriage is going to be bliss, it's going to be wonderful, we're going to be doing things together, we're going to be whatever your picture of marriage is, Where the, the problem that comes is when what ends up happening is different than what your expectation of it was, and then the question becomes, what do you do about it? And do you feel guilty for ending a marriage that isn't what you expected, that isn't what you wanted. I mean, some people would say, yes, of course, you should be guilty. Marriage is forever. But 
if you're in an abusive relationship and your spouse is beating on you, I'm sorry, I don't think that you should ever stay in that. I mean, it's not healthy. It's, you know, you don't stay, staying married till death do you part when your death is caused by your spouse. It's just, I don't think that's right. I don't think that's what anybody should or, or should be expected to do. So it's, it's a question of once your reality doesn't meet your expectation, to work through the guilt and say, yes, I I'm doing something I didn't expect to do. I'm, I'm breaking a vow I didn't ever expect to break. But you got to, at that point, find it in yourself to forgive yourself because things, you know, life is different and then move on from there. Otherwise, the problem that I see is if, if you don't deal with your guilt and you don't work through it and get past it, it can cripple you. It can really take a toll on your life and it, it also takes a, a big toll in the divorce process itself. Right. Well, I'd like to talk more about that in a few moments, but Karen, first of all, we're going to take a break for our sponsor. Do you still have your engagement ring? Think you'll ever wear it again? Can't stand to look at it? Have you considered selling it and putting the proceeds to something that will bring you pleasure, like a vacation, furnishings for your new home, or even a new car? Selling your wedding jewelry is something that many people do after divorce, and I recommend you contact FarewellDiamond.com. They offer a safe, secure, and discreet service, whether it's a diamond, sapphire, ruby, or other gemstone. And you can do it from the comfort and privacy of your own home. You simply send Farewell Diamond the details of your ring, and if you like their estimate, you send them your ring via Insured Federal Express. If you're happy with their valuation, you can go through with the sale. And if not, your ring will be returned using Insured Federal Express again. It's fast, it's easy, and it's safe. And remember, to get the best valuation for your ring, do give it a quick but gentle cleaning before you take it to any jeweler. I'm Mandy Walker. This is Conversations About Divorce. And today we're talking about overcoming the guilt from your divorce with my guest, divorce advisor and attorney, Karen Covey. Do stick around because I have a great product to share at the end of the show. Right now, Karen, you have a free toolkit to share with our listeners. Yes, I do. If you go on to my website, which is KarenCovey.com, you can sign up to get your free divorce toolkit. And in that toolkit, you will get um, worksheets and charts. There's a sample parenting plan. There's budget worksheets. There's divorce checklists, which are so important to keep yourself from forgetting about anything or losing track of things in your divorce. All of that is free. Um, you just sign up, give me your name and email, and I'll send it right to you. Great. Karen, those resources sound really helpful. So I would encourage listeners to go visit KarenCovey.com. Karen, I want to go back to what you were saying about if you don't deal with your guilt, it can hamper the divorce process. Can you give me some examples of what my, what you've seen happen there? Um, one of the big things I, ha I, I see is when somebody feels guilty, like for instance, if it was their decision to divorce or whether their actions caused the divorce, like they were the person that had the affair or they had the gambling problem or whatever it was, they then start to go through the divorce process and they feel so guilty that 
they just want to give a, give away the store. You know, they completely want to give their spouse everything. They say, I don't care about myself. And the problem with that is that six months later, once they've worked through their guilt, they're, they can be in a really bad way because they didn't take into account their own needs and all of a sudden they can't make ends meet and they can't take care of their children properly because either they've got to get a second and a third job and now they don't have any time for their kids or, you know, they, it causes a whole host of problems. So a lot of people are try to get rid of their guilt by giving their spouse everything in the divorce. And that's not, a really good strategy so it stops you from making rational decisions and and um, it stops you from having clarity over the future absolutely and then another way that I see it happen a lot is people are so guilty about what the divorce does to their children that they then start to overindulge the children that they try to give the kids more than they can afford to give and more than the kids need, and they, they try to buy their children more things and give them more things so that it, it gets rid of their own guilt over having broken up the family. And what happens is they end up with some really spoiled kids who still don't have their essential needs met because what the child, child or children need is not more stuff. It's more of their parents, more of their parents' time and attention. And that becomes something that is in short supply when, you know, a person's going through divorce. So that if their guilt um, affects their children oftentimes in that way. I know exactly what you're talking about with the parenting. I've seen that happen. And, yes, I can understand where that would come as a result of feeling guilty about divorce. So let's, let's talk about the flip side to that. And say somebody is feeling really guilty about ending the marriage and the impact that that decision is going to have on their children. How can they um, overcome that guilt in a positive way? I think the first thing is to recognize that go, getting over guilt, getting past those kinds of emotions maybe something that you, you need help with that you can't do on your own. So if you find yourself feeling really, really guilty and just wanting to overcompensate in other ways that are maybe not so helpful, um, get yourself a therapist. Go talk to somebody and start to deal with your emotions and dig down into them so that you don't let the guilt that you feel affect the decisions that you make and affect how you parent and the rest of your life. And I like to think too, that this is going to go back to our conversation on values is look at the values that you feel that you're, you're violating. And then to think about how can you, what actions can you take now? What choices can you make now that would honor those values so, for example, if one of your core values was family and mm -hmm. getting divorced, you're still going to value family, but you might say you might choose a guideline for yourself or a commitment that you will work with your spouse going forward to so that they can be an actively engaged parent, that you won't engage in any behaviors yourself that withhold information from that parent or put your child in a 
place of having to choose, that you will be flexible with parenting time so that that other parent can maybe um, have your children involved with their extended family, that type I, of thought process. I think that's excellent. That That's absolutely wonderful because what you want to do is acknowledge that you feel the guilt but turn it into something that's positive and by saying okay here's here's the value that I am committed to and then redoubling your efforts to maintain that value in whatever way seems appropriate for you like you said you know making a commitment to co-parenting well or you know honoring family in a different way can actually take the the emotion the guilt that you feel and channel it into something that's constructive instead of something that just pulls you down and continues to pull you down so i think that you know that it can help change your thought process absolutely because and it's like I mentioned before that guilt often leads to shame. So, you know, you don't just think I made a bad decision, but I am a bad person because of what I did. And that's not true. I mean, I don't think that, you know, first of all, we're all human. We all make mistakes. So simply because you made a bad choice or you made even a good choice that turned out to not be the way, you know, the way you thought it would be, that doesn't make you a bad person. And feeling guilty and feeling so bad about yourself serves no purpose. You know, at, at some point, yes, you know, you want to at least have some feeling, some some remorse if you did do something that was bad or wrong. Um, but after a certain point, that emotion just pulls you down and as you said it continues to pull you down over time so it's better to try to deal with that emotion figure out where it's coming from like you said what value you had that you've you have at least on the outside violated or maybe actually violated and then try to figure out okay what can I do that honors the values that I have so that I can be constructive in my life? Because otherwise, the negative emotions, you know, it, it'll be years and years and years later, and they will stay with you and carry through to your next relationship and to your relation, into your relationship with your children. And I don't think that's something that anybody really wants to do. No, not at all. And so that's another good example of how the, these hard emotions that we have are actually really important learning opportunities. Um, another question for you, Karen, is, you know, oftentimes we do enough to make ourselves feel guilty. But what about when other people are trying to lay that guilt trap on you, like other family members or your spouse or even your kids? Um how do you recognize when, do you have any tips for recognizing when that is happening? Um, you know, I don't know that I can articulate, like, if, if these words are said or here's, here's the formula for knowing when somebody is guilting you. But all I can say is having grown up Catholic, I know when somebody's <laughs> guilting me. I mean, we do guilt better than anyone. My grandmother, God rest her soul, she could make me feel guilty for breathing. Um, and so I, I, I kind of have this sort of extra ESP, extrasensory perception about, about guilt, and I know when somebody is trying to do it, do it to me 
And that's kind of the way I look at it when you're trying to make me feel guilty. And the way that I tell people to to get over it is to just say to somebody, you know, thank you very much. Um, You're entitled to your opinion. Thank you for sharing. But that's not how I feel. Or I'm going to do something different. Or I don't see it that way. But you don't want to get into a big discussion with them because you're just going to argue in circles. And it's, it's only going to make you feel bad and probably make them feel bad. And it's not going to change their mind. And so why are you wasting your breath? What you just want to say is, thank you for sharing. I disagree. Right. And maybe maybe you could take that for a, get a gut check from a trusted friend yeah. about, you know, well, you know, he said that I should, he can't believe I'm breaking my marriage vows or I'm doing this to our children. And talk it over with your trusted friend rather than talking it over with him. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's very common actually in divorce um, for one spouse to try and make the other one feel guilty. You know, it's your fault. You yeah. did this. You, you know, and so at some point, and that's why I said it, it's really helpful to have a therapist or a coach or a trusted friend or somebody there to be your reality to check, check to say that you don't have to own their opinion of you. Just because somebody else says you should feel bad because you broke up the marriage doesn't mean that you actually have to feel bad. That's your choice. And as long as you're comfortable and solid in what your reasons are for having made that choice and you believe in your heart that you're doing what's best, there is no reason for you to take on somebody else's guilt just because they don't share your opinion. Right, or because they're trying to make you change your mind. Right, exactly. Great. Karen, this has been really, really helpful. Do you have any other tips on overcoming the guilt from divorce for our listeners? I think the only other tip that I would have is just to try to tune into who you are and be true to yourself. Because if you are true to yourself and you know what matters to you and you act in accordance with that, you can't go wrong. You know, you, it's when you start to do things because you quote unquote should do it. It's because what society tells you, what other people tell you, that's when you're going to be unhappy and that's when what you should do starts affecting, you know, when you look at what you should do versus what you are doing, that's when the guilt sets in. So, you know, as Shakespeare said, to thine own self be true. And as long as you are true to yourself and you don't let anybody else keep their stuff on you, um, I think you're going to be way ahead of the game in getting over your guilt. Thank you, Karen. That's really helpful. Thank you. And listeners, my guest today was Karen Covey. She's a divorce advisor and divorce attorney in Chicago-based. I really recommend that you visit her website, karencovey.com. That's C-O-V-Y. So feeling guilty is one of those hard emotions. It's like the anger and jealousy. We like to stuff them into a box and pretend it's not happening. But what we really need to do instead is to pay attention to it and to understand where the guilt is coming from. Doing this and spending the time to do this 
may give you a different perspective on your divorce. It may help you come to acceptance. And perhaps more importantly, it will help you guide you through the divorce so you can honor your values. Before we end today, I'd like to share another resource that will help get, help you get through your divorce. Divorce is not something that we plan on. So when it happens, it means that we're often unprepared and we feel ignorant and overwhelmed. Knowing who to turn to is a challenge. All of a sudden, you need a divorce community. You need that support team to help guide you through this. Gregory Frank is CEO and co-founder of Divorce Force, which is exactly that. Welcome, Gregory. Thank you for having me. Gregory, how would you describe the Divorce Force community? So Divorce Force is the community committed to empowering those that are affected by divorce. So we provide a safe and supportive community basically for anybody to navigate all aspects of a divorce. It's a place where people can find others in similar situations. They can ask for advice. They can become educated. They can find personal and professional views. And most importantly, they can share their experiences. I know one of the features you have is a forum and a, a challenge with lots of online forums are the trolls. Is your forum moderated? Yes. Uh, we have a team of individuals that moderate our forums in real time. If we need to take action, if we need to remove a post, if we need to ban a user, we can do that in a very timely fashion. Um, and we all know that divorce is emotional. So it's important that we provide, like I mentioned before, a very safe and supportive community for our members. I saw on your website that you have some filters that could help people find other people who are in the same location as them because divorce laws differ all over the country. It's a fantastic subset of what we offer on the Divorce Force website. Individuals can come into the site and they can, like you said, filter down and find other people based on relevance. For example, if I'm a stay-at-home parent and I become affected by divorce and I would like to talk to others that are now stay-at-home parents, I can use that as a filter and the system will match us together and I'll have the ability to send an instant message. If I'm looking for others that are appearing in front of the same judge or if I'm looking to talk to people that use the same attorney that my spouse is using. There's a lot of power in having that type of information at your fingertips. You know, we've all heard the expression, if I knew then what I know now, right. and that's, exactly what this, that's exactly what this product helps and assists people with either prior to going through a divorce so they can receive their education and they can learn the ins and outs. If people are currently in a divorce, it helps you during the process. And if you're post-divorce and you're looking to enrich your life and meet new friends and meet others uh, for networking, uh, for education, or even for dating, the system will do all that for you based on the parameters that each and every user chooses. Well, that sounds pretty sophisticated. I run a couple of online groups myself, and I know that um, some of the people there, they don't want others to know that they're on the group, and that's particularly for people who are either thinking about divorce or very early in the divorce stage. Maybe they haven't gone public with it. And um, you probably don't want to find that you're communicating with your ex on your or your soon-to-be ex on your forum. So is that what your incognito feature is designed for? Exactly. So 
I went through a divorce. I went through a four-year divorce. Uh, one of my partners went through a very tumultuous divorce. So when we drafted the product, when we sat down and really laid out each and every functionality of the website, we did it based upon our experience. And having your identity protected, especially if you're contemplating a divorce or recently going through one, is a key element. So that's exactly what the incognito feature does. It's very cool. So you can first log on and be completely anonymous. You can go into the website and you can view articles. You can view all the form content but you can't participate in the conversation. If you want to participate in a conversation, you need to sign up, which means you need to register with an email address. However, we provide different links for email services so you can set up a brand new email account and you choose your screen name. And you can only use that email simply for divorce force if you choose. So now you're entering the forms, you're having conversations, and nobody knows who you are. Because again, you're still incognito. You still have a unique screen name and nobody sees your email address. Well, I know that that's going to be an important feature for some people. So now I have one more area that I'd like to talk to you about, Gregory. And I think one of the challenges that comes with the end of the marriage and it, and it comes almost instantly is communicating with your soon to be ex about your children and managing the logistics of their schedule. So that's something else that divorceforce.com can help with. Uh, we can, and we have a functionality called our shared family calendar. It's a very near and dear to me because I realize from all the individuals that I know that are affected by divorce how difficult communication can be post-divorce. And most of the communication, if you have children, is about the children. So using our shared family calendar, you can go in and set up your visitation schedule. You can enter when you see your children and when you have to drop them off or when you're responsible for taking them to school or to an extracurricular activity. You can set up your vacation schedules. You can put the whole schedule in place one time and then you can invite others to share. So for example, I can create a shared family calendar and invite my spouse. That way we both view we're both on the same page. We both know who's responsible for being with the children at what time. And what's really great about it is you can invite other family members to share the calendar as well. When the children are old enough and they have smartphones, you can actually invite them as well. So this way they're not curious or always wondering who's, who are they with? What parent am I with this weekend? It's all fluent and it's all controlled based upon the parent. Well, Gregory, it sounds like you have a really helpful product and service there. And thank you for sharing that with us today. Oh, I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I know firsthand how isolating going through a divorce can be. And I also know how valuable it is to connect with others who are experiencing divorce. And divorceforce.com sounds like it's a, going to be a great community. So listeners, I really encourage you to check it out. Thank you for listening. I'm Mandy Walker. I hope you'll join us next time on Conversations About Divorce. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. 
online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.